It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, what a treat for the people today. Not me. Uh, certainly not me. Uh, this uh, Dave Gosher, by the way. Uh, this, we're joined today in Nighttime at Noon for his inaugural visit by Derek Englund. So, Engo, it's great to have you with us here today. Shane and I did one of these last week. This, if you do what I do, having you here is a dramatic improvement. Well, I don't know about that, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm going to try to fill those shoes, I guess. And, They're not uh, very thanks big. Thanks for having me. No, this is great. Uh, so, obviously, the Golden Knights with a huge win last night, and we'll get into all of the first two games of this series, some other games around the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, big games later today, an interesting situation going on, going on around the NHL a little bit here with um, some COVID issues involving the St. Louis Blues, but we'll get to that as well. Uh, and then we'll we'll also take your questions later on in the show. Send us your questions uh, via the Twitters, uh, hashtag nighttime at noon. Uh, ask Derek anything you want, and uh, we'll get to that uh, later on in the show. But a lot to cover here through the first two games of this series, Derek. The Golden Knights fall in overtime on Sunday, one uh, nothing, and then bounce back last night with a huge win to get uh, a split here at home for the first two games of the series. What have been just your overall thoughts here as you as you kind of you know zoomed in on these first couple of games? Yeah, I think um, you know you knew right from the get go it was going to be a battle of a series. It's gonna it's gonna go I think deep into into the series. Uh, they're a good team. They match up well against us, and uh, it's it, like I said, it's going to be a battle. Uh, goaltending has been uh, phenomenal both ways, um, keeping uh, low-scoring games and stuff. And um, you know, you go to last night's game; they score a goal, and um, I think we get a little bit of legs underneath us as soon as Marchie uh, gets that goal. A little, maybe a little relief off the shoulders of getting that first one of the series, and. I, I think then uh, took the game over from there. Yeah, last night, and, and I know you were in the building for both both games, and, um, you know, mon- uh, the Sunday game, uh, the Golden Knights don't score, obviously, and then Dumba scores last night, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. And I, I think I called it on, on TV. The, it felt like a tension convention in that building. And then Marcia so scores, and, and all of a sudden it was just like a big exhale. I, I, you could kind of feel it. It was like a tangible thing. Is that the sort of goal when you look back at a playoff series? I think there's a lot of there can be flashpoints, right? Big moments in a series of, you know, really to relieve the you know kind of all that tension that you might look back on here if the team's able to go on and do some good things. That that goal was one of the biggest goals of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you know, if if Marchie doesn't score that right there, and um, you know, more doubt creeps into your mind, and um, you, you know, uh, I think him answering back that quickly. Um, definitely boosted everyone's, like you said, a big exhale in the whole building. You could almost feel it, like you said. And, um, you know, up until that point in the game, I thought uh, Minnesota was uh, playing better than we were at, at that point. And, um, you know, and then as soon as they scored, we just, uh, I, I guess you could kind of say, woke up a little bit and uh, started firing all cylinders. So all that being said, um, the goaltender was pretty good. For the Golden Knights, to say the least. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury in that first period, uh, you know, the shots were 17-10 uh, to 10 for the Wild, but uh, the saves he made in that first period on Benino, he made a couple on, on Fiala, made another one on Rask. Um, it could have been 2 or 3 nothing the other way. Um, maybe just what you've seen, I mean, played with Fleury in Pittsburgh, obviously, you know, big, uh, big part of um, the team with him over the last few years here, you know, just how much he's meant to this group, but even specifically this year and really a bounce back year for him. Yeah, definitely. He was 
outstanding again. Um, you know, you go back to uh, almost uh, watching him in, pl- in playoffs when he was in Pittsburgh against Washington. You know, they could never yeah, yeah. never find figure him out, and um, it was the same thing this this whole season. It seems like he's been uh, you almost uh, expected out of him now. He's been doing it all year, and uh, it was no different last night. He comes up huge, and um, that's all you can ask for your goalie. He's he's giving your team a chance to win every single night, and uh, he's shown that the first two games. Where do you think Derek he was with everything heading into this year? You know, you were in the bubble last year, and everything that kind of happened, and Robin Leonard ends up playing obviously the majority of the games. Coming into this season, did do you think he looked at it as a chance to you know to have this renaissance in his career and bounce back to the way that he has? Yeah, I'm sure with everything that was going on with um, you know um, last year in the bubble, like you said, yeah. uh, the free agency time. Um, you know, I think um, when you see stuff like that, and you know, obviously things get blown out of proportion when you don't know behind the scenes stuff. But um, I think they. Uh, you know, you come back and you have a little bit of, uh, I guess, piss and vinegar, you could yeah, say, I guess, yeah. and uh, you want to prove yourself. And he's, you know, he's a Hall of Fame goalie in, uh, in this league. He's had a long, great career, and, um, you, you know, he, he always wants to be the best out there. So um, I think he, uh, you know, really put himself up to the challenge, and he's, uh, he's answered that. It doesn't appear, and again, it, it, I don't have anything to prove this, but you'd have to make an argument. There's not many guys that have more fun playing the game than he does right you know I, I think back to the and you would have a thousand of these stories I'm sure from all your time with him but you know the whole thing with Blake Wheeler in the conference finals a couple of years ago giving him the old uh, wet willy in the ear and everything else and just you know in pressure-packed games that was in the conference final right it's he even at 36 and everything he's done he's going to be top three Mike he could catch Patrick Waugh number two and wins but he's got a little ways to go he seems to still have a blast, which is refreshing to see at this point in his career. Yeah, it's, um, you know, you playing with him, you come to the rink, you, even if you're, you know, had a terrible game the night before or something, you know, whatever happened and you're coming in miserable, you see him and it immediately sparks uh, sparks you up and makes you want to, you know, feel better about yourself, whatever's going on. But uh, he's, like you said, he's always having fun out there. doesn't matter if it's the conference finals, the you know, or practice. He's he's uh, he's having fun, and that's I think that's when he's at his best when he's out there having fun. All right, what's the deal with Minnesota? Um, you've played against them all these years, but you know, let's maybe even keep it to this year, where the Golden Knights have their hands full in the regular season. Game one couldn't score. Finally broke through last night. What makes it so difficult for the Golden Knights against this wild team? I think they they tighten it up. It's uh, you know, it's a lot like Dallas was last year in the bubble. I think they. Uh, they're not giving up that uh, those odd man rushes. Um, they're boxing it up in front of their net and uh, not giving a lot of second chances. And I think um, you know, game one we might have played into that a little bit. We didn't get to the net, and um, you know, last night look at Tucky's both of his goals. He's going to the net, uh, going there hard, and uh, he gets rewarded. So um, they go there, and I thought they shot a lot more, um, maybe less. Uh, going for that perfect shot and putting pucks in play uh, off his pads and creating rebounds and, and havoc there. And, um, you know, I think that made him a little uncomfortable. Alex Tuck has two goals last night. He has uh, 17 now in his Golden Knights career in the playoffs, which leads the team over these last four years. Um, I, I wonder his mindset. Uh, you know, this is a guy that since he's been there, mostly has played in a third-line role. 
Um, there have been times he's been bumped up to the top two lines. The last game and a half has been one of those times where he's, you know, with without Max Pacioretty. How much do you think that potentially affects his mindset of, now I get a chance here. Not a chance, but you know what I mean? You get bumped up. You're playing with Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson on, on one of the top two lines. Does that maybe, I don't know if you need a jolt of adrenaline in the playoffs, but, you know, mentally, how much do you think that might impact his game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it could go either way. You could yeah. – uh, get up there and try to do too much and not play your game and it could uh, hurt you and uh, you know I think um, you know like you said he's been mostly on the third line but um, you know for a guy like that he's playing against third pairing D-man all like that he should be out there dominating which he has you know his size and speed is uh, he's got such upside too I don't even think we've seen the top of his game and um you know he's deserved to get moved up to those lines, and uh, I think he kept his game last night. He kept it simple, uh, stick to, stuck to his game, and like I said, he got rewarded. He has things we always joke around, Derek. He, he has things you can't teach, right? He's six five. He skates like the wind. He's got long reach. Like this whole package that he has. I mean, there's guys that would give I think Jonathan Marshall so would give anything to have those sorts of things. He's got different gifts, but when you see him. At his best, and we, you, you know, you got a front row um, seat for this the other last year in the bubble. You know, he he's got he can be at times unstoppable if he's you know focused in and, and playing his game, and we've seen that here in the playoffs. Yeah, if he's uh, when he's dialed in, he's uh, he's tough to handle. He's uh, even in practice, uh, you see him coming with a full. It's like, oh no, I got to get back. <laughs> Almost like, like Petro yeah, against McKinnon. <laughs> um, you know, he's got that speed, and uh, he's got great hands to match it. Uh, and he's big, like it, it, he's ha- hard to handle when he's on his game, and um, that's a huge asset. You know, usually you have one of those things, maybe two, and he's got uh, you know multiple of them. So it's uh, he's tough to handle, and when he keeps his game simple and not tr- doesn't try to do too much, um, that's when he's at his best. Derek England joining us for nighttime at noon today. Great to have Derek with us. We invite you to send in your questions. We'll get to them a little bit later on in the show. Of course, the Golden Knights. Pulling even in this series uh, last night with a big 3-1 to one win. The Jonathan Marchessault goal, a huge goal, just 18 seconds after Matt Dumba had scored for Minnesota. Alex Tuck late in the uh, second period gives Vegas the lead, turned out to be for good, and then a late power play goal from Tuck as well in the final minute. So uh, the Golden Knights pull even in this series. If you are the Wild and you've been in this boat opening a series on the road, as disappointed as they are from last night, What's their mindset going back home now with a split from the first two on the road for games three and four in St. Paul? Yeah, I think, um, you know, anyone starting on the road, uh, their goal at the beginning of the series is to get a split and go home uh, with home ice advantage. And, um, you know, that's what happened. They're going to go home and uh, know that they can win. And I think on the flip side, Vegas has to know that uh, they got to come out a lot lot better than they did last game. Um, You know, like you said, Flower... Flower kept them afloat in the first 20, 30 minutes, and and then they got to their game, and they got to bring that uh, right from the beginning uh, in Minnesota. You know, we thought last night, Derek, We used, I think Pete DeBoer after the game used the word tentative. He felt the team was tentative until Marcia so scored, and then they seemed to play a lot freer. Um, you know, we thought at times they looked tight for a team that, you know, we watched this team all year. They, they're the best five-on-five team in the league, and they scored five goals in a game or more 20 times, 20 times in 56 games. Um what do you attribute maybe, whatever the word is, tentativeness, tightness, until Marcheseau was able to break through and score? Do you, is it time of year? What do you what do you make of it? Yeah, I don't, you, you know, like like you said, tentative, you know, it was 
the first period it was guys were falling down like it was just an odd odd period uh guys were falling down uh you noticed numerous times in the neutral zone falling down um turn pucks over just weird bounces and like you said it was just uh you know maybe a little bit too much thinking and uh i think them them scoring that first goal woke them up and uh you know gave them a little jolt of uh we, we got to get going here and uh 18 seconds later, Marchie scores. Yeah, huge goal for the Golden Knights uh, at the, that 12:25 mark of the second period. The Golden Knights able to pull even in the series. Of course, games three and four coming up in St. Paul. Game three tomorrow night, and then uh, game four coming up uh, on uh, Saturday as well. Of course, the team's going to head to St. Paul a little bit later on today, and um, they'll try to uh, grab the lead in this series as uh, the scene shifts uh, to the Twin Cities. Dave Gosher and Derek Englund with you. Nighttime at noon here on a Wednesday. Of course, uh, we invite you to send in your questions. We'll get to those as we move along a little bit later on in the show. But a quick reminder for you, for exclusive Golden Knights gear, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team stores located either at the Armory at T-Mobile Arena or the Arsenal at City National Arena, where we are currently sitting. You can also always go online at VegasTeamStore.com. Lots more to come on Nighttime at Noon. I'm going to get into Jonathan Marsh so a little bit more and uh, and what he brings to the mix for the Golden Knights. And we'll take a, a peek ahead uh, to Game 3 as well coming up tomorrow night in St. Paul. Nighttime at Noon on this Wednesday on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I think it was a mirror image of the game before, except, uh, you know, obviously, uh, and, and the same thing, we survived it. You know, I, I don't know why. We seemed a little tentative in the first. Um, we actually seemed a little tentative until, until Marshy's goal. And then once we got that goal, you know, it was almost like uh, uh, a little bit of a weight off our shoulders and, you know, I thought uh, we started to play and make some plays. So, um, you know, that was, that was a big one. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. That was, of course, Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer after his team pulled even in this opening round series with a 3-1 win at T-Mobile Arena last night and uh, certainly a huge sigh of relief when Jonathan Marcheseau was able to get the Golden Knights headed in the right direction to tie the game in the second period. I wanted to get your thoughts, Derek, on on Marcheseau. You played against him for a lot of years and now you you know you were his teammate here for for three years and, and just the mix he brings to it. Not the biggest guy, maybe not the fastest guy, but you know, he's he's in the middle of a lot of things. Talks a lot in French and English, or what's what's the mix? Uh, Fringlish, whatever what do you guys, yeah. I don't know, whatever you call it. Um, but I always get a kick out of him because I think he always has something to say. Um, but you were his teammate, and you would know him better than most. Uh, what does he bring to the equation here? Yeah, he's uh, well. First off, like you said, he's always he's always talking, uh, good or bad, whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> uh, you know I'd have to be like, Marchy, that's enough. Uh, shut up for a little bit, please. And he'd he you know he'd listen to me most of the time, but. Um, he's a great guy in the locker room. Uh, he's he's a uh, vocal and uh, um, like you said, he's not the biggest guy, but uh, he works. He puts in the work. I worked out with him, uh, you know, all summer, uh, two summers ago or whatever, the, you know, two while, seasons ago, a while yeah, ago before yeah. the last season. Yeah. Um, and you know, he works hard. He's uh, he's wants to get better, and uh, that's what you want. And I think uh, even. Uh, his games uh, come co- coming along. Um, you know, I've noticed him uh, chipping a lot more pucks in deep and behind their D, and 
you know, maybe go back a few years and he wasn't doing that as much. He was trying to make those plays and um, I guess he's maybe he's maturing a little bit, I guess. <laughs> Believe it or not, right? <laughs> well, he's one of those guys, Derek, and I, I think about this uh, when I think about you as well. And, you know, Marcia so spent five years in the AHL, right, and, and working his way up, and we know the, the path you traveled. And, and, I, and maybe you could speak to this too, and I, I wonder with him, when you pay your dues the way you did and the way he did, and the way that the guy that I usually sit next to, Shane, paid his dues, does that give you an extra – level of motivation and extra chip on your shoulder to stay in the NHL after it took you a lot of years to get there. Yeah, I think so. I think um, for guys like me, I could probably talk for me and Shane a little more than Marchie, yeah. but, um, you know, you go into every season like it's almost your last one, and then you hit summertime, and, you, you know, you're putting off – I put off vacations every year to start training right away because, you know, you as a – Early on the career, your sixth, seventh D-man, there's someone else knocking on your doorstep to take your spot. So um, you always wanted to bring your best and come in in the best shape you could to, you know, to try to solidify that spot. When did you get to the point where you thought, all right, I made it? Do you remember there was a specific point, specific season, you know, be it Calgary, Pittsburgh, you know? I think probably December when I retired. <laughs> <laughs> I made it here. I made that choice. Uh, That's it. You know, it's finally I, I, my decision, right? I think I uh, treated every summer the, the same. I, really? Uh, this might be my last year. and Even um, after you were a mainstay in the NHL? Yeah, because yeah. there's always someone, like, uh, taking your spots. You know, I, yeah. you know, I didn't uh, – I know taking the, the contract and getting the contract in Calgary, you know, I played those three years. Like, that was going to be the end because I was going to be 35 and – for me to pay, play past that, that, uh, you know, might have been a stretch at, at a time back then. And to get three extra years after that was just uh, added bonus, you know, you know, but uh, you still wanted to work. And you didn't know what was going to happen, uh, when, when the time was going to come. But, uh, you know, I probably, yeah, December was when I took the foot off the gas. Okay. So even then, until the very day you decided, okay, it's time to move on to the next chapter of my life and yeah. stay with you that long. Yeah, no, for sure. Wow. That's, uh, well, and... You know, you think about the path you took and, and good fortune in all of our lives. They uh, they decided to put a team in Vegas, yeah. which got, you know, got all of us here to be on this incredible ride, but for you to, to you know, lengthen your career for another three years as well. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's almost surreal still at to this time that uh, sitting here where it all started and with the Wranglers and uh, yeah. you retired as a Golden Knight here in Vegas and, uh, you know, still being part of this team and, um, you know, it's a dream come true. Derek Anglin with us on Nighttime at Noon. The Golden Knights in the Wild wrapped up uh, Game 2 last night and on the Minnesota now for the next couple of games. Um, do you miss it at all at this time of year, playoff time of year? Yeah, d I think playoffs definitely a little harder than the regular season I was okay because yeah. uh, the grind, uh, you know, that they were going through and, y you know, you're playing for this time of year. Now that it's playoff time, it's like, yeah, you, this is a battle. This is my type of hockey, especially against a team like Mini, uh, big, physical, 
um, go to that type of team. Uh, that's my type of team to play against. And, uh, yeah, you definitely kind of miss the, the, the battle and the compete with uh, with all the guys. So I was laughing recently. You know, we're in the office, and where, where my assigned workstation is, I just turn around, and the practice rink is right underneath me. So I look out there one day, and I see you out there with Ryan Reeves. You know, he's coming back from injury and, and looking to get, uh, get back on the train for the Golden Knights. And I think I might have saw you the next day or the day after – my hip is killing me. And then, like, did did you kind of forget? Like, oh, there's still aches and pains that you kind of didn't remember back from a few months ago. Yeah, well, I, I remembered it. My <laughs> my hip has been a, an issue for the last little while. Um, but yeah, skating four or five times with Revo, uh, you know, trying to get him back and having someone to go against. Uh, I didn't think it was gonna get back uh, uh, lingering around that quick. You know, maybe I thought maybe. You know, I'll skate for a month, and I would. But, uh, no, I skated a week with him and uh, felt like that, and my gear's back hanging in the garage. <laughs> and it's going to stay there for a little bit, I think. Uh, we're good. Yep, <laughs> we're good. Thanks for coming. That's great. Um, Want to get back to the series a little bit, Derek. Um, the Minnesota Wild, Shane and I talk about this a lot, and it, it just kind of, I guess, our feelings over the last few years, They, the Wild have been kind of a – we use the word nondescript. Like you look at some other teams and, you know, you look at Edmonton and there's some star power there, right, with McDavid and Dreisaitl, even the Kings now, but there's still Kopitar and Brown and there's some, you know, Jonathan Quick. The Wild just kind of seemed to be a team over the last few years and, you know, they hadn't done much in the playoffs, right? They hadn't really been able to get out of the first round or win a series. I don't think they've won a series in six years. This team this year is different. You know, Bill Guerin, their GM, his first year, has made a slew of changes. I don't know if they would call it a – it's certainly not a rebuild, but it's been a significant retooling of of who they have. They change out the goaltenders, and they bring in Kirill Kaprizov, right? Drafted a few years ago, you know, drafted in 2015 by the Wild, um, stayed, played in the KHL, put 30 goal seasons up over there. I, he's just been a like a shot of lightning for this team. What have you seen from him as you watched him throughout his rookie year and now in the first couple of games of the series? Yeah, it's um, he's he's going to be a special player. That's for sure. He plays. Uh, he's got a good shot, good uh, good good sight on the ice. He sees the ice really well, uh, but he but he plays with a little bit of an edge for a smaller smaller guy too. Uh, you know, game one he's running guys uh, trying to get that physical play, and so that that was. A little surprising for me. I didn't expect to see that out of him, but uh, you know, it's a physical series, and uh, you know, I guess it's, uh, I guess, almost contagious. You know, you see other guys running around, and you wanted to get in on that too. There was a game earlier this year at T-Mobile, and I think it was Chandler Stevenson that took a run at Kaprizov, and then Kaprizov skated the entire length of the ice to get back at him, like and say, "Okay, I'm not gonna. I know I'm a rookie in the league, but I'm not gonna take that." And I, yeah, you're right. You think about his skill set. But he doesn't – he's not going to take much out there, which is is kind of cool to see from a guy that can be that gifted offensively. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's huge. You, you know, you want to see that. You you have your, your, your superstars that – there's lots of them out there that, uh, you know, don't want to take that, and they'll answer back. But, uh, you know, rookie, like you said, uh, you know, he's a little bit older. But yeah. um, for him to – to stand up for himself it's uh you know it's it's uh, i like it as a hockey uh you know a big hockey fan and player and you know you like to see that out there what changes this time of year so now i know the playoffs are you know everything's pushed back but i just mean playoff time in general game one sunday what switches flipped that you would not flip uh, you know a month ago 
I think you, the the physicality. Um, you, you know, guys are they know it's a seven game series. Um, they want to wear you down. You know, if it's you know you want to top D men, top players, you want to make it uh, tough on them. You want to bump into them. You want to you know um, hit them on the breakout so they can't jump by you and get up the ice and create those odd man rushes. And I think that's uh, something. It doesn't have to be. Ryan Reeves running guys over or Carrier, it's you know it's small little bumps, just one after another after another, wear wear guys down. Derek Englund joining us here at nighttime at noon. The Golden Knights and the Wild set to play Game Three of their opening round series. Uh, tomorrow night in St. Paul. A reminder for you, Rock Creek Cattle Company is a hidden gem located in the heart of Montana. And this 28,000-acre cattle ranch has something for everyone. World-class golf, fly fishing, hunting, horseback, riding, and lots more. Escape the bright lights and discover Big Sky Montana. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities are available now. Visit rockcreekcattlecompany.com for more information. Of course, the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, in full swing and uh, some games a little bit uh, later on tonight. We're going to get to those and kind of take a peek at some of these other series and uh, get Derek's thoughts on those and lots more after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, we were we were good in both those games. I think that's what we take from that. We, we went in there and played two real good games. Uh, I think had a chance to win both games. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, in regulation, I thought. So, um, you know, again, I, I think uh, the way we played the last two times in there, I, I think... Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any aura to going in there. We're going to have to play well. Listen, it's it's two very evenly matched teams. I think I said at the beginning of the series, if you throw out the first 10 games in the start of the season, you know, they've got the same record as us. Um, you know, when you take Pacioretty out of the lineup, I think that uh, negates uh, maybe some advantage we might have in, in a scoring area. And and then it's two two evenly matched teams going at it. Golden Knights head coach Pete DeBoer, his team heading to Minnesota later on today for games three and four of this series. And before we get to some of the other series and potentially other issues uh, involving COVID here, uh, you know, his point, Derek, about the last two games the Golden Knights played in Minnesota. You can make a pretty good argument they probably should have won both games, right? They have the lead. Um, they lose 6-5 in regulation. That was in that stretch where the Wild were having all these big comebacks late in games. They did it to Robin Leonard in the Golden Knights. I think Leonard even said after that game he would have liked to have made a couple more saves. Then they win the next game, right? Petrangelo scores uh, in overtime. Um, I know regular season is a different animal, but how much do you think potentially that helps this group that they know they can play well. You know, back in you know the first three years, going to mini was an issue. Like the the wins, right? I don't know if you guys won the first three years. Oh, maybe it was a shootout win one year. Uh, maybe one. Yeah, Holla, I think, scored back in uh, year two. But to get them maybe a little bit mentally in a better spot to go play in that building. Yeah, I think it definitely helps. Like you said, uh, that 6-5 uh, game, I, I'm pretty sure Lenny would like a couple of those back. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they're up two goals with – Late, late uh, eight final minutes cup. left yeah, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe some of that crept in before that game, but um, you know, that's one that they could have won for sure. And then they win the one in overtime, and um, I think they scored two late goals in the third period yeah, there yeah. to tie it yep, up. So, sure did. 
So I think that definitely gives you a little bit of confidence after the previous 15 games we played there and you know maybe got one win so and not gone very well yeah so uh having those two last games uh it's definitely a boost they know they can go in there and play well and and uh get the results they want pete DeBoer touched on this this morning um to open on the road and you always want a seventh game in your building and that's understood but does it take some of the heat off you know where you're not you know especially here now there's we're up to 8600 fans and um it feels like 18,000 um but does it, can that be a potentially good thing? The teams these days aren't too worried about you play a couple of games on the road to start a series and maybe even be a potential benefit. Yeah, it's uh, you know maybe a little bit less pressure on the guys. You don't have to come out there and try to do too much, you know, and then get in trouble, um, fall behind in a game. You know, you're going out on the road, you're playing a simple road game, um, and uh, just to get rolling that first game at least. Uh, you know, I always said uh, playing the first rounds always seems to be the hardest round to get out of. And, um, you know, going on the road, starting there, it might make it just a little bit uh, little bit easier. So some other games around the Stanley Cup playoffs. And just, um, you know, just to mention, so Colorado-St. Louis still scheduled to play game two tonight in Denver. Of course, the Avalanche uh, won the opener of that series. Nathan Kinnan had a big game with three points. But... Um, a statement from Doug Armstrong, the uh, general manager of the St. Louis Blues. We've discovered discrepancies in COVID test results related to multiple players. So not on the ice of the morning skate today for the Blues. Vladimir Tarasenko, Jordan Binnington, uh, Jaden Schwartz, and Marco Scandella. Um, there is thought, Derek, that I've seen this on social media in a few spots today that the Blues are not the only team dealing with this. That there might be an issue with the. It's hard to believe now. We're 14 months into all this. An issue with some of the testing and some of the, I guess, the labs being used. And the hope is, you know, the Golden Knights went through this numerous times this year. William Carlson, Mark Andre Fleury, among others, that there's false positives. But you know, here we are again, where now you're in the playoffs and the and the you know these hugely important games and. You know, the Blues, among maybe some other teams, are hoping that, you know, these are false positives and they can move in, in, in a better direction here pretty quick. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, right after Flower had his false, I had one too, um, yeah. getting testing here. So it's, um, you know, they test you numerous times back to back to back right after that, and hopefully it's a false positive because uh, you never want it to, you know, it's a playoff series. You don't want to miss those. Some big guys are missing, and um, you want this all straightened out and, you know, error can happen with all that but uh you know you just hope that everyone uh everyone that's uh testing positive it's you know if it's false positive they get their lineup up because that's what you want at the end of the day is just uh you know a good series you don't want to go out because of something like this every team in the league the golden knights included obviously is you know dealt with COVID issues throughout the season um oh how how much time so you had a false positive how much and then you have to get three negatives am i right on that yeah so i i got I came in and tested, drove home. It was a Saturday. I had yeah. stuff planned, the, <laughs> the kids, and I get home. I'm, I think I was doing some yard work to start, so I'm getting the lawnmower out, and uh, you know, and I just hear my phone ringing inside, and uh, Melissa comes running down, and she just curses, and she's like, "It's it's Jay." I'm like, "Shoot!" Yeah. <laughs> so or, he no, never, or another never, word. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm like, so I answered. He's like, he's like, I got positive i'm like oh shoot so i had to go back in back to the rink tested the rapid test uh wait in my car uh for the 30 minutes or whatever it took to get back uh it was negative 
they came down, called me. It's negative. We're coming down. Came down again. Test me again. That was negative. And then they PCR test me and sent it to the lab. That's not the rapid one, but uh, then that one came back more uh, overnight sometime. That was negative too. So, how much time between tests? Those like a half hour, an hour. As soon as it came like back negative, quick. they right, came. And, one. Yeah. So yeah. it was like I got the first two negatives within an hour. So. And this would have been last, so return to play, when was that? When oh, did this, all this? This was, uh, no, this was this this season. This was um, after you had. Right after Flower got his false positive in St. Louis. Where was, was it? Yeah, in St. Louis? Louis. That's so right. I think it was that, might have been like the next day or two days later or something. So you were still getting tested yeah, on a regular basis. Still get tested just in case, you in know. In case you need, yeah, to, to help around, Ryan Reeves. Yeah, be out on the <laughs> yeah, ice for sure. skate yeah. guys or whatever yeah. it is. So you you were joking with him earlier. You've probably been tested two hundred times, maybe with, with the bubble. Back to yeah, the bubble you know, and everything. You go else. Back to the bubble. It's fifty. So and then however long the season is, it's been probably uh, you know even during camp um, every day. And almost. you're still doing it. He's yeah. still doing it every day. Still, still every day. Holy just, smokes. Uh, just in case, you know, it's and only one false positive. One false positive. And all of that. Two hundred. So knock out wood. They're doing something right. That's with a good me, thing. I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's a good thing. Hey, this St. Louis Colorado series, and hopefully all this. Sorts itself out. David Perron missed game one because of uh, on the COVID protocol list. Um, what strikes you about this series? You know, the, a lot of star power in both of these teams. The Avalanche edge out the Golden Knights to, to finish number one overall. But how do you kind of size up uh, potentially who might have the advantage in this series? Oh, well, you look at it, Colorado obviously finished higher. Their speed, they're extremely deep. Uh, their goaltending has been phenomenal, but... You know, you, you can't count St. Louis out. You know, they won the cup not not uh, a couple of years ago, and they squeaked into the playoffs in eighth spot. So um, you can't count those guys out. They got, uh, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, great great guys, uh, great players, and uh, they're going to lead their team. They're going to do what it takes, and um, I don't think you can count those guys out. You know what's whacked about the 2021 season? is the, the Vancouver Canucks and the Calgary Flames, as we speak, are playing their final regular season game. And you've got all these other teams that are in the playoffs right now. But uh, it's just – it's it's nuts what's going on here. But the Canucks and the Flames are finishing well, – they just dropped the puck uh, not long ago in Calgary. So, finally. And I can't imagine what it's like for those guys to play these games. Yeah, no, they're you, you know it's bad enough um, when it's normal regular season and you know you're not making playoffs. You're you know you're planning your summer and stuff, but uh, to be finishing your regular season when playoffs have already started, it's uh, got to be even worse. You know, like um, you know, and up there I know it's pretty pretty strict lockdowns up there yeah. right now. So um, it's gonna be uh, I don't even want to say it's gonna be exhibition hockey. You know they. It's it's nope. prob- probably a no hitter. That's for sure. No hitter, or, or very very few of them, anyways. No icings, no offsides. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah, goalies coming out to play everything. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh, other playoff series. Um, game one later on today. Uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton. The Jets kind of oh, they went through a nosedive late. They had they had lost nine out of ten. They did win their final couple of. Regular season games, uh, the Oilers won seven out of nine head-to-head uh, between the teams this year. Connor McDavid, 105 points in 56 games. He and Dreisaitl finished one-two in scoring, but you know McDavid so far ahead of everybody. Um, what do you see when you kind of look at that series between those two teams? 
uh, you got to shut those two guys down. Yeah. You got to, that's, uh, you, you know, that's your chance of winning. You got to, at least, at least one of them you got to shut down, if not both. But, uh, you know, the, I think the Jets have, uh, you know, some good older guys that uh, have been through this. And, and, you know, then you got Hellebuck that he himself can, uh, can win you a series. So, um, I think they got what it takes if they can find a way to shut him down. Yeah, and you kind of – is it one of those deals where you know one of those guys, they're going to get their chances. You just try to limit the damage as much as you can. I mean, is that is kind of the mindset you have to take into it? Like you want to be hard on those guys. Make it, you know, make it uncomfortable for them as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. You want to you give them no space. You know, if you're on top of them and – and not uh, allowing him to get up to full speed because if he does, you're not catching him, or at least I wouldn't, that's for sure. <laughs> Maybe Taki can, but, um, yeah, you just want to take time and space, you know, and you want to bump him, you know, he passes the puck, you don't want him to let him jump by you, stuff like that, just little things. And um, like you said, you just got to limit his chances um, a little bit if you can. Carolina Nashville game two a little bit later on tonight as well. Canes took game one five to two. A couple of goals from Jordan Stahl. Uh, the other series, which has been a heck of a first two games, Boston Washington. Both of the first two decided in overtime. The Capitals win game one. Bruins come back and win game two. You know, we talked about the physical nature of Vegas Minnesota so far. Uh, we've seen a lot of that in the first two games of that series as well. Boston Washington. Yeah, it's been a battle. It's, uh, you know, you just look at it and it sounds like uh, conference finals to get to the cup final. You know, those two teams the last decade, I guess you could yeah. say, have been right up there. So um, it's not the conference fight, it's the first round. So, yes. you, you know, it's uh, yes. it's exciting. It's uh, It's been physical, like you said. You know, the first round usually is a little bit more than as, you know, things tone down a little bit. So. Um, it, it's been a fun, uh, fun series to watch so far. It's it's amazing, and you mentioned it, Derek. You know, and look, it's just the nature of the beast. This this go around in this postseason, you're going to have some really good teams out early. You know, and uh, somebody's going to lose this series between the Bruins and the Capitals. Someone's going to lose the series between the Golden Knights and the Wild. Someone's going to lose between Colorado and St. Louis. Let's just play the game that, knock on wood, Vegas gets through. Colorado gets through. One of those teams is going to be out in the second round. It's just these could be conference final series that you're seeing, and it makes for for what we do, I guess, great entertainment to see these these series this early in the first round. But there's going to be a lot of good teams that are going to be packing up after, if not the first round, potentially the second round this time around. Yeah, I think, and and you know, I think that just goes to show how much deeper. The NHL is getting year after year, and um, you know, instead of four or five teams that are contenders, you got eight, nine, ten teams that uh, have a little legitimate shot. You know, so it's uh, it, it's great that uh, hockey is making that stride to have that many teams that are are, are competing for cup every year, and um, yeah, it's just crazy to see that uh, you know some of these teams are going to be out after the first round. Golden Knights in the wild. They're getting set for the third game tomorrow night in St. Paul. One more segment to go here on Nighttime at Noon. Send us your questions using the hashtag Nighttime at Noon, and we will uh, get to as many as we can here in our final segment before the break. Reminder that uh, Golden Knights fans eat like a Golden Knight as you watch your team play. A limited number of on-the-go packs are available at McKenzie River 
for a pre-order for each playoff game. $50 gets you a large pizza, two salads, lodge poles, and four 7-5 Brewing Company beers. Player favorite pizzas are also available at 15% off on game days. Please call 702-916-2999 to order. Have you had the 7-5? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had quite a few of them. (laughs) There's a variety. I, of I know products. a guy that has yeah, a few. I was going to say you, you know, might have so. a good in if you wanted a quick um, six pack for if yourself. If you haven't tried it, is uh, the stout? Is it uh, good? It just came out uh, not long ago. I have uh, not tried. It's that. actually uh, if you like stouts, it's uh, pretty, I do. pretty smooth. I do. I'll have to. If you could work on that in a six pack, it'd be great. Yeah. Thank next you. next time we're on here, <laughs> I'll, right. bring, I'll bring one <laughs> during the show. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Derek England joining us here today. Uh, Dave Gosher here as well. Nighttime at noon. One final segment to go. Send us your questions. We'll get to those in a moment on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Minnesota breaks the ice, and the goal comes just past the halfway mark of the second period. And now the Knights play from behind. They have not scored in this series. Here's Marcheseau, scores! Up the right post and in! Jonathan Marcheseau answers right back. Set up by Smith on the right wing. Marcheseau rips it home from the right circle. And the first goal of the Knights 2021 postseason goes to Jonathan Marcheseau. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know that voice, Dan Duva with a call last night on Fox Sports Las Vegas. He's called a lot of Jonathan Marcheseau goals. They cross paths in the American League and Syracuse. and So Dan and Gary are going to be heading to the Twin Cities later today. Uh, the, radio, the radio guys traveling. So... Shane and I would give you a lot of money if we could make a road trip right now, <laughs> but we're not allowed. So the TV guys will stay put. Uh, Derek Anglin and I here on Nighttime at Noon, we're sitting in Studio 31, and tomorrow night Shane and I will be sitting in these exact same seats to bring you uh, Game 3 of this series. But Dan and Gary will have the calls of Game 3 and 4 from uh, from St. Paul, so uh, that'll be great. Of course, uh, Darren Millard, Darren Elliott, they'll have this show tomorrow nighttime at noon, and of course... Millard works more than any of us. Uh, he's got the he's got the Golden Knights Insider Show later on today from four to six. Now he makes a ridiculous amount of money every year. Overpaid. I'm just kidding. I don't know. He, I'm sure he probably doesn't make enough for everything he does. But anyway, he'll be doing this show tomorrow. He's got the Golden Knights Insider Show later today, and then he hosts our games uh, at a decent level. But he hosts our games nonetheless. So he's a busy, busy man. All right, Derek. Uh, questions here. From the people, uh, let's get to uh, a couple of these here. Uh, Evan on the Twitters wants to know how the Golden Knights defense core compares to other teams in the playoffs so far. What do you stack up with the VGK have on the blue line? I think their, uh, you know, their top four has has been great all year. Um, you know, especially of late. You know, maybe a little bit slower start um, for Theo and Petro, uh, but uh, they're coming into their own. Um, you know, Theo is. I don't know where he finished in points, but uh, right up there at the top of the league. So, yep. um, third or fourth, I think. Yeah, no, and then they're playing with you know Naber and Marty, and um, you know great. I don't want to say stay-at-home D-man, but you know Naber's big physical stay-at-home D-man. Marty's having a heck of a year, um, point-wise and block shots and defensively everything. And then you got Hager and Whitey, and um, you know they every game they seem to get better and better, and their confidence is getting higher and. Um, you know, they're just they're just scratch, scratching the surface right now. The Hague fight um, with Felino earlier this year, not long ago, uh, in Minnesota. 
Um, how much potentially could that do for Nick Hague? Big guy, rangy guy. Um, doesn't play with a, a ton of mean edge, it seems, to his game, but showing that he could do that and fight a guy like Felino, who is you know right up there among some of the tougher guys in the league. Yeah, no, that's huge. Um, not only for his game, but uh, for the team. Um, you know, he's he's going to play that physical style of, of hockey. He's still going to chip in offensively. He's got a great shot. He's got a bomb. Um, but just the, that extra element um, will give him and other guys on the ice a little bit more space. You know, he's going to answer the bell. And I think it gives him a little bit of confidence, too, knowing that he just fought one of the tougher guys in the league and did extremely well against him. So it's going to give him a little little space and um you know he probably's not gonna have to fight very much but uh to have that in in your bag of weapons uh it's a it's a good thing to have ryan mcgill as you know very well runs the defense corps and he told a funny story you know uh after the day or two after the hague fight with felino that so there was a, a kind of a skirmish i think there was a hit hague hit kaprizov if i'm not mistaken they didn't like the hit so there was a bit of a tussle and they went to the box and felino was telling hague when we come out, we're going to fight. So they get back to the benches, and Haig goes to the bench, and he's, he's poking Ryan McGill in the knee like, hey, 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 i got to ask you. And he asked him for any – he goes, I'm going to have to fight this guy. Do you have any tips? <laughs> <laughs> and, and McGill, I think I think Ryan just said, you know, make sure you punch as hard as you can. Straight, keep throwing. He just said, chuck your chin in and keep throwing as much as you can, which that's as good advice as any, right? Yeah, no, I thought he did great. Uh, you know, tied up tied up well. So yeah. Felino wasn't getting a whole lot of uh, – big shots on him and you know he's thrown his own so he definitely uh you know for a first fight that's a good one to have gonna be an uneasy feeling knowing it's coming but he did well for himself right? yeah extremely yeah. you know probably uh not thinking about it knowing it's gonna happen he only had a couple minutes to think about it uh probably helped him uh, another question here from uh dakota wants to know how do the golden edge capitalize on their momentum from game two going into an enemy building where they've had some struggles winning games in the past yeah, I think they just got to come out uh, like they ended the last game. Um, you know, same thing Minnesota did uh, to start the game here uh, last game is come out firing and, um, you know, push back instead of sit back and see how the game's going to go. They're going to – I think they need to come out and dictate how the game's going to go. Pete DeBoer talks about that a lot, Derek, of, you know, whoever plays – what's his phrase? Whoever plays well enough, long enough, usually wins these games. And I – I guess, you know, as a, a, a final point here, is it how well you handle these? Everyone's going to get a piece of the game. You know, the Golden Knights, the first period yesterday, Minnesota threw everything at them. Is a lot of it just how well you're able to handle those surges from the other team game to game? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, even they didn't score. They, they, yeah. they had lots of opportunities, too. Uh, Flower, Flower kept them in it, and that's what you want. But, uh you know, you got to almost – they score that first goal and you want to respond as quick as possible instead of uh, sitting back and feeling it out, be giving them more momentum. Um, and that line came out, scores 18 seconds later. And um, I don't want to say it deflated Minnesota, but uh, it definitely inflated the Knights. And um, they kind of, uh, I thought, took it to them the rest of the game. Everyone seems to think uh, we've got about a minute left. This is going to be a long series. Do you – agree with that school of thought that get comfortable we could be at this for a while yeah I, right uh, before the season series started i thought uh, it's going to be a, a low scoring 
Um, tough, tough because the Knights are such a high-scoring team. Like you said, five goals 20 times or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be a high-scoring series, and it, it's going to definitely go deeper into into the series. My thanks to Angelo, to Jared. Of course, um, nighttime at noon tomorrow, Darren and Darren will have you covered. And Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace for the VGK Insider Show a little bit later today, 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Derek, thanks very much. We'll, we'll do this again. We might get you in the seat permanently instead of Shane. We'll see. That's, that's to be determined. <laughs> see how it goes. Thanks very much, Derek. Thanks, we appreciate thanks it. for having me. All right, Derek England joining us nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.